welcome to the first episode of our ghost stories. So stories sm- of... We don't quite know the name of this yet, but we're kind of leaning towards uh, Creeper's Keep. Yeah. So the whole premise of this is we just want to give you stories of anything that's unnatural, unknown. Just, just, I just want to tell some spooky stories. Yeah, me too. So we're just coming off of our episode seven recording and we're jumping right into this one. Yeah. We tried to brainstorm for, for probably like 15 minutes about a good title, but, uh, Coming up flat. Yeah, Creeper's Keep is probably, like, at the top of the list for a name. Let us know what you think. But in the meantime, I have a story. Mike has a story. Oh, yeah, I'm Mike. And this is Dakota. We are the Crypt Keepers. So you should know us by now. (laughs) (laughs) And welcome, again. Yeah, again. So do you just have one story or multiple stories? I have two incredibly short stories and then one long story. All right, I have one semi-long story so how about you go with your two short i'll go and then we'll finish it out with your long one sure i'll go first uh this first one though i found stupid i just wanted to include it because i thought it was so dumb <coughs> that someone shared this you gotta bash it it was on it was on an old website where it was like this is one of the these are top 10 scariest stories ever literally when i i i, I was <laughs> using that catchphrase to find stories and it's like scariest story on the internet my dog puked up blood, and then someone knocked on my door, and it was the mailman. They're so dumb. It's like, this one's even dumber. Can I, I'll, I'll read it. I walked into my bedroom with a couple of oranges to snack on. I tossed one lightly onto my bed. It landed in the middle. Didn't bounce up, but appeared to vanish into the bedspread. I never found it. It didn't end up behind or under the bed. The end. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> This Terrible. Just someone who lost their goddamn orange. <laughs> it's probably their mom like walked inside and was like, what the hell is this orange doing on the bed? Threw it away. Took it. Took it back to the, the Garbage. Um, I also have the now this one's this one's absolutely terrifying. I, I, I got chills. I actually when I was doing this last night, I, I saved these two stories that uh I slept with my light on. Really? Yeah, I was getting spooked, dude. <laughs> I was getting spooked. I heard the cats like walking up the stairs behind me, and I, I, I swear to God, I almost cracked my neck just looking at them. Like, <laughs> Who's there? But uh, this one goes. Once, there was an ugly barnacle. He was so ugly that everyone died. The end. That was terrifying. <laughs> I know. Holy shit. I think I gotta go pee now. This is exactly why I need to invest in a nightlight. All right, you can go with your stories. That was, that was, that was from SpongeBob, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, story of the ugly barnacle. All right, so this is uh, so this is the hash slinging slasher. Yeah, <laughs> this is from Reddit, and this is going off of the no sleep Reddit. Oh. So, is it real? Is it fake? Who knows? You decide. Yeah, just <laughs> I'll present it, and you take what you want from it. The title of this is, I am a member of Native American tribe, and this happened when I was young. For context, my tribe specifically is the Kickapoo tribe. We are spread out through Kansas, Oklahoma, Texas, and Mexico. I have family everywhere, but I live in Oklahoma. Our tribe still practice its traditional ceremonies, that is to say it's all taught old school. Outsiders are not welcome, and nothing is written down. 
and we have several tribal members who don't even speak English or know anything about what's going on around the world. This should kind of remind you of a previous episode that we had. The Mothman. Exactly. The Men in Black. Uh, Skinwalkers. Skinwalkers, <laughs> if, you, if you didn't get it. Anyway, when I was young, there was a ceremony that had to take place in Mexico every year. All families essentially have to make a trip down there. Out of respect for my tribe, I won't include exactly what happens, but it shouldn't matter. All that you need to know is my grandmother has a house down there that my relatives rally at. There are a lot of us, more than the house can hold. Luckily, it's relatively cheap to build over there, so my grandmother had a smaller house built on the same property. My family, my aunt's family, and my uncle's family were there. My grandmother is a superhero, so she is helping another group of family with their ceremony since the knowledge is all oral and my mom had all of ours handled. The entire reservation in Mexico is located in the middle of nowhere, about four hours drive from Eagle Pass, and once you get there, it's another two hours until you get to the property. That's a long drive. Very long drive. Six hours. That's literally from like here to Massachusetts. So they were near Texas, right? Yeah. You Oklahoma. Could, you could drive Texas. in Texas for like 15 straight hours um, and not get across the entire thing. It's huge. Never drove across it, but I don't plan on it either. Neither do I. It's really big. That's what she said. <laughs> Spooky. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's really big and there are mountains within walking distance. My grandmother's houses are actually at the foot of one. There are no good stories that involve those mounds. They are considered a taboo place. We don't go up there except to hunt. And a ceremony must be done for you so you have protection when you go. Ooh. Superstitious. Yeah. I was maybe eight or nine at the time. My aunt lives in Texas and my sisters and I don't get to see our cousins very much. So these trips were the closest thing we had to family vacations, even though they were nothing but long work days. We would laugh and laugh. There is no electricity over there. As someone who grew up pretty close to Oklahoma City, I sometimes forgot how dark it can be when there are no cities nearby. No lights on the horizon. No cars on the road. Just finding two small houses on property can be difficult if no one has any fires going. There is a window in each room that is barred and all the doors are made of steel. It's not pretty, but it's necessary since no one lives in these houses most of the year. The new house is different. The windows are still barred, but they can open. The old house's windows are just solid glass. Can you imagine being in a house that you can't open a window in? I hate that. Terrible. I need, like, airflow, especially when it's hot. Yeah. My sisters and I were playing with my cousin E and M in the new house. I'm assuming those um, letters are just abbreviations. Emily and Mike. Mike. M is my age and E is two years younger. It was well after sundown and the headlights on my uncle's truck was the only light. It was getting late and we, I say we but really just the parents, had a long day of work the next day so everyone started moving up, moving for lights out. My family was in the old house so my sisters and I headed to our room. It happened that night. What happened? I woke up to screams. So did everyone else. You would think I would have been panicked, but no. I was a kid who just got woken up by what was clearly E screaming at the new house. I wanted to yell at him to shut up, but I wasn't scared until my dad, who's a very strong and quiet man, walked into our room and told us to stay put. We don't disobey my dad, so we stayed put. We went to the window and tried to watch what was going on. My dad was talking to my aunt and my uncle, along with some of the much older cousins 
that were walking up and down the fence on our property with flashlights. It was too dark to see anything else. After an hour or so, we started getting tired, so we went back to sleep, but the adults were awake until sunrise. I tracked E and M down to try to find out what happened. E wouldn't talk about it, and M didn't know. He said E saw something through the window. We all got a little creeped out. On the last day, I asked my cousin G. G was one of the cousins who was walking up and down the fence that night, and as a kid, he was something of a hero to me. He was a genuine, tall, muscled, badass, Native American with a death stare and everything. He told me what happened since my sisters weren't around. Apparently, it had been hot in the new house, so my cousins had opened all the windows. E was sleeping on the floor next to one and was awoken by something touching his face. An old, pale, naked woman was sticking her head through the bars and was looking down at him. Her hair was long and gray and it was what woke him. He said she was smiling. Being even younger than me, he screamed and screamed until everyone came. After that, they looked around but never found anything. I was creeped out, but was pretty sure E was just having a bad dream. So here I am years later. I haven't gone back to Mexico or Texas in a very long time. I'm not really involved in the traditional part of my tribe anymore. My sisters have kind of now taken over. I still help out when I can, but I have a pretty busy job. I discovered our no sleep a few weeks ago and thought about what happened with E way back, though it might just make a good story. Just out of curiosity, I called my mom to ask about it. Surely I wasn't the only one who had thought E had just had a bad dream. Why did everyone take him so serious? I really wish I hadn't because now I have this feeling in my stomach when I think about it. She told me this wasn't the first time the old woman had been seen. And G was wrong. They found her bare footprints going from the window to the fence, headed towards the mountains. Judging from the footprints, they found that she had visited every window on the property. Just remember, their house is in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And it was pitch black out. Where the hell was this woman living? Yeah. And why was she running back to the mountains that were considered taboo and you need protection ceremony? So I was looking through some of the comments and some of the people mentioned, hey, that could be a skinwalker. Um, And one of the um, comments, this person replied and they say, we don't really talk about stuff like that. It's taboo. Honestly, if my family found out that I posted it here, they would probably get very upset with me. But one day, I might be able to ask my dad about what happened, but he doesn't really talk about things like that because they're taboo. Mm-hmm. So, just to kind of give you a refresher, like I said, we recently had an episode, our last episode, episode 6, about skinwalkers. And skinwalkers, there's no real written information about them. Everything's orally passed down, and they don't speak to outsiders about skinwalkers and stuff like that just because it's considered a more taboo subject that only stays within the tribes so as soon as i read that story and i read that comment about it being taboo it just clicked in my head Ooh, skinwalkers yeah, a little bit of callback and then just in general i mean if i was a kid sleeping under a window that was open and i felt something touching my face and i wake up to a lady smiling at me with her head in my window i'd probably scream like a little girl and probably beat myself because 
Holy shit. Do you, do you like fight or flight? Yeah. Response? Are you, are you more Ooh. for flight? Like, I'm just getting chills, like, thinking about what I would do. Like, I get angry. I get pumped. Oh, fucking touch me! Oh, I'll punch you! Pulled her hair. <laughs> Yeek her through the window. But, but I don't know. That's, I feel like that's a pretty creepy story. That's, that was pretty weird. Yeah. <laughs> so, don't sleep underneath your window with it being wide open. Because I don't like having windows open when I'm sleeping. I don't, I'm too paranoid. I don't like my foot hanging off the bed or my hand hanging off the bed because <laughs> something's going to touch me. Thank you. <laughs> I don't like going pee with a shower curtain closed because because <laughs> the demons, the shower demons. Yeah, um, they're real. I remember reading a story and it was like something. Somebody was sleeping with their their hand off the bed and they had like a puppy or a dog or something. And then they they felt the dog licking their hand in the middle of the night, you know, because I guess it was scared or something or wanted food. Yeah, and then. Uh, Lady woke up or something, and like there was some kind of note, and it said like people can lick too. Yeah. What the? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what was licking her hand? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's creepy. creepy. In the middle of the night. The crazy thing is, like, honestly, that's pretty plausible because there are people who live in people's walls and attics without people knowing. Video of that woman that was living in the attic. And, and she, like, uh, comes down to the kitchen yeah, yeah. and eats, like, peanut butter or something. It pisses in the sink. Yes. And she just crawls right back up. Yeah. And then the guy didn't even know. He, <gasps> he thought his girlfriend was, like, eating snacks and, like, Ooh. not telling him. I'm getting chills just thinking so, about that yeah. shit. Yeah. And he, he set up a camera to kind of catch his girlfriend eating snacks in, like, the middle of the night or something. Yeah. And while, a, you know, because she always lady. denied it. And he's like, I'll catch you. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> and there's a lady just literally crept out of like the ceiling yeah, onto his, his table onto a chair onto the floor oh. and then like just kept eating stuff and then pissed in his sink went went back up and at one point i think i believe she was like downstairs with him he like woke up yeah to like get a drink of water and she like hid she hid and he was uh, completely yeah. unknown to him until he checked the video in the morning that there's a woman literally feet from him yeah that's wild that's and creepy. That's there's other stories I I can't recall, but I've definitely read before about people finding like cubby holes filled people with like pillows living. and food, like someone was living in their walls. They it's discover like, like a like a secret door. Yeah, that was like quote unquote sealed off, or, or maybe it was just actually part of like a built-in bookcase yeah it was actually literally a door going down to like a little catacomb that was on reddit a while ago Ooh. and oh yeah at, at the bottom of like the little spiral staircase there was like a little room of the house that somebody I... was like living in that had like fresh that pieces like, like candy wrappers and shit that's weird. so weird so if you move into a new house uh, get the blueprints and make sure there's no like Definitely extra check it out caverns and empty cavities in the walls and shit like that they were doing something at work i guess a while ago and they like kind of like knocked down a wall to see like what was behind it and there was like a whole new room there's a whole different room Jesus. and now that room is like our uh our scrubs room <laughs> where we get our scrubs from which is a decent sized room it's probably like four by eight yeah but it's just like that's, that was, that was this, back this, there this was just hiding they just like sealed yeah. it off for no reason um but anyways i guess i'm going to my story is this the 16 page ghost story yeah <laughs> are you gonna read all 16 pages it's not I don't think it was too long. I, it originally started as a 4chan post, and it was on their X board. Backslash X, backslash. The first part of this is, do you know what green text is? 
No. So on 4chan, whenever you wanted to post anything and you want to do a green text story, you would make your text green by doing a, uh, a greater than symbol, mm-hmm. two of them. I'm pretty sure it was a greater than symbol. You did it twice, and then your text would be green. Okay. Which, so it'd be like single lines of stories. There's like a whole, there's even a subreddit on Reddit about it, which is annoying because they just use like the lamest green text stories and then copy and paste. Um, but this starts out, it's, it only starts out this way. B16, be black and have family down in Alabama. They farm and own a huge amount of land down in Huntsville. Uncle owns a big house and a bunch of trailers they put out in the woods for hunting or camping. Down south, cousins suggest that we go out there to camp. No, I'm a city kid from Chicago, so they tease the fuck out of me. Collect food, kill a pig, get some chickens, and bring necessities to camp out for a few days. We get to the camp, and it's obvious something is weird. Air has this weird electric smell, like right before a storm, like ozone. We think nothing of it, and unpack and go down to a little creek to swim for a few hours. All of a sudden, some older white guy and a white teenager come out of the bushes. He has a shotgun in the crook of his arm and says hello and asks us what we're doing this far back in the woods. Tell him about my uncle, who he knows, and say we're camping out. He tells us we need to be real careful out here and stick together. There was a big animal in the woods. His son, who is my age, asks if he can stay and hang out with us. He says okay. I'm going to stop green texting because the story is fairly long and the format is harder to write in. You know. Can you imagine writing a sentence and then adding a greater than yeah. greater than symbol and then you know hitting enter and doing it all over again? So we end up playing football. Dicking around with me, there's the white kid, quote unquote Tanner, five of my cousins, and then four of their friends. In total, there were five girls and six boys who were all around 15, 17, 11 kids. Okay. We ended up just dicking the day away, and so we head back to the camp and pull out some stuff for the campfire, even though the trailers both had kitchenettes. Tanner says that his family's property sits up against my uncle's. He wants to run home and ask his dad if he can come out camping with us. My cousin Rooster said he's going to go with him since it's going to get dark soon. One of the girls also wants to tag along. So that's three kids. Now there's what, eight? Yeah, eight. Um, It's about seven o'clock and it's starting to get pretty dark. They take flashlights and take the trail towards Tan's property. The rest of us chill. We make s'mores, drink, and kiss on the girls. You know, macking on some Macking on them. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> about 30 or 40 minutes later there's the smell of ozone again you could smell it over the smell of the fire if we had started this really nasty coppery smell like right after you've had a nosebleed and it stopped it wasn't exactly like dried blood but it was that nasty metallic back of your throat smell that's pretty I know that smell often nosebleeds. Uh, with my nosebleeds but I also worked with blood and gore a lot and you know working with the hot water to get rid of all the blood it just made it stink so that, that much worse. You know, it's basically boiling blood. We immediately think that it's some kind of electrical malfunction or someone left the hot plate on or some shit. We search the trailers and nothing's on and we can all smell it. All of a sudden, we can hear people booking down the path towards us. And Rooster, Tan, and the girl all come running into the clearing out of breath. And they don't even break stride. They all run into the trailer right by where the fire is. We all get the fuck out of there and into the trailers, you know, they're like, what am I scared by? Let's go in. They end up calming down. Even Rooster is crying his fucking eyes out at this point. All the while, the fire is 
getting lower and lower, so my other cousins say, fuck it, and are about to go outside to get the generator out of the shed between the trailers. Tanner goes, fuck no, lock the front door, ain't nobody else going outside. He's been crying too, and his eyes are bloodshot and puffy, and his pants are dirty as shit. What the hell? He goes on to tell us that they went up to his house. His father said sure, he could go out camping, but to make sure they were careful on the way back, and that maybe they should take one of the hunting rifles just in case. Evidently, Tanner had seen something in their yard a few days before. One of their pigs had come up, ripped up, and half-eaten. Oh. They assumed it was just some big cats or coyotes, of even course. though they don't usually fuck with live animals. He had gone upstairs and packed his stuff and told his dad that they would be okay without the rifle because coyotes avoid people, so they started walking back towards where we were camping. So Rooster finally stops crying and shaking. The girl already had, but she was just staring out the window with a dumb look on her face. He says they had gotten halfway into the woods towards the camp when they started to hear shit in the forest. It was almost pitch black by this time, so they weren't sure at first what the fuck it was. The girl says that she heard something in the bushes right off the trail and they all beamed their flashlights over there and there was someone standing back in the woods in a little hollow. Rooster said they shouted at him and told him that he was scaring the fuck out of them and what a dick he was. He says that's when he realized the guy was facing away from them. So they keep walking and they start smelling the nasty, coppery ozone smell. They say that they look off into the forest on the opposite side, and it's a dude standing in the forest, backward, slightly closer to the path. What the fuck? So just people standing backwards. So now they start power, or maybe the same person. So now they start power walking, and Tan keeps going, I should have taken the fucking rifle. As they're telling the story, the smell is still super strong, even inside the cabin. They say that after they started walking faster, a kind of low gibbering has started coming from both sides of the wood. Gibbering means to speak rapidly or unintelligibly. And as they started booking it back to the trailer, the girl said she had flashed her flashlight out into the woods to the side of them and had seen something jerking itself through the woods. The gibbering just got louder and louder, and when they could see the light from our campfire, something had come out of the woods about 40 yards behind them onto the track. They had just flat out ran as hard as they could to the trailer. So we're out in the fucking woods, and we're assuming at this point it's some rednecks or some shit trying to fuck with us. All of a sudden, this guy says all of a sudden a lot. Suddenly, my other cousin, Junior, starts going on about how he went to school with a native kid that he was telling him about the quote-unquote goat man or some shit. We promptly tell him to shut the fuck up because we don't need any spooky talk right now. <laughs> but he keeps going on and on about how it's the fucking goat man and how... We're in the woods and blah blah blah. Now at the time I had never heard of this goat man or any of that. But then a couple years ago, the year before I graduated from college, I had a menum. A menum is short for menominee, which is a type of Native American. For a roommate and I ended up asking him about it. And to sum it up, it's basically a fucking man with the head of a goat and he could shape shift and gets among groups of people to terrorize them. It's also supposed to be kind of like the Wendigo. And it's bad mojo to even talk about it or even worse if you see it. Scary. Yeah, so... Might be a skinwalker. I didn't know this back when I was 16, so my cousin is going, the goat man's gonna get us and fucking get us. The girls are all terrified, and my cousins and I are fucking trying to figure out if it's some hillbillies or if it's some animal. All of a sudden, the smell just goes away. Like, to this day, I haven't even experienced anything like it. Like, usually smell fade, smells fade away or lessen. It was just literally there once and then gone the second. So it's after an hour, making around 9 or 10, we've stopped shitting bricks enough to go back outside and stoke the fire again. We figure it was just some assholes trying to fuck with us, so we don't go back home. 
We think if we do, they'll chase us through the woods or some crazy shit. Nothing else weird happens that night, and we stay another night, and for the main part of the night, nothing happens. At about one in the morning, we're outside getting drunk and telling ghost stories, as someone is finishing some too spooky story. I don't remember what about the smell comes back. It's so fucking strong that one of the girls literally starts vomiting. I stand up, and you can actually feel how clammy the air is. I say we should get inside, and this isn't right. We should just, we should have just fucking left. We all go back inside, and we're standing around. My cousin just keeps going on and on about how it's the goat man, and my cousin Rooster tries to shut him the fuck up. And all the while, I'm just feeling that something is wrong. I can't figure out what the fuck it is. We end up sitting in there for a while. The smell is just so strong, and we're terrified, all toddled in the camper. We end up cooking brats. I assume bratwurst. Yeah. For everybody, because nobody wants to go outside. It's one of those packs with four brats. We have a total of three packs. I grill them up on the stove and give everybody a hot dog. I get mine after a while. One of my cousin gets up and goes over to pot to get another one. He starts grumbling about how I get two brats and everybody else got one. And I look at him like he's fucking stupid. I tell him that everybody only got one because there were only 12 brats. If he wants more, he should open up a new pack and cook some more. That's when the girl that had been out with Rooster and Tan just starts screaming. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Lord. Get it out. She's crying and shivering. And then it dawns on the cousin standing up. What the fuck is wrong? Me and him both glance around the room, and then I feel my heart fucking sink. I run the fuck out of the cabin, and the girl runs out with us. The trailer door is banging against the side of the trailer as everybody books out of the cabin. One of my cousin's friends asks us what the fuck is wrong. I start counting us. There's only 11 now. I shit you not, my my cousin verified there had been 12 people in the cabin, but being that everybody didn't really know each other well, nobody had really noticed the whole fucking time that there was an extra person. Oh, so there was 11 people. Yeah, there was five. But there were 12 in the cabin. Because the packs came in three and there were four. So everybody got one. So there was an extra person there that that nobody really even knew. But, you know, there were... Some of them were strangers to each other, so yeah. they didn't realize. And then I realized earlier that I had kind of noticed something was off. You know how when you're just dicking around and having a good, t- good time, you don't small the you don't sweat the small shit, and you don't always keep track of certain stuff. I'm dead sure that someone else had been in the trailer with us, and that they had been there for at least a fucking day eating with us. What makes it worse is I could figure out which one because I don't think anyone ever actually interacted with the other person slash the goat man. The girl kept praying to Jesus and we're all sitting outside. Eventually we get big ass sticks and go back in the cabin, but there's nobody there. We count again and there's 11 people. We go back into the trailer and lock the door. We explain what the fuck happened and the girl says that she realized too and that when he was about to say something, the person sitting next to her had grabbed her leg hard and leaned over towards her and said something she couldn't understand. So we were pretty much scared as fuck as we huddle together and I fall asleep. When I wake up, the sun is coming up, and half the people are asleep, and the other half are packing our shit up. We all want to walk back home, but like four people want to stay until the sun is all the way up, and some people think that we're just fucking around and still want to stay at the trailers. I just want to get the fuck out of the woods, so like half the people are like, let's leave. Like yeah. Half of them are like, it's probably not yeah. serious. The girl's name was Kira, the one that the goat man had touched. Anyway, I asked her if she really thinks it was something bad. And she says she just wants to go home and she doesn't want to be out in the woods alone for another night. So we decided to split up. The four that want to go can go. But I have to stay because I have the keys to the cabin. It's my uncle's I have to lock up. I'm super pissed at this point because I feel like people aren't taking this shit seriously. And I definitely didn't want to be out in the woods for another night. 
I spend the rest of the day trying to convince the rest of the people, now four girls and four guys, eight people, to get the fuck out of Dodge. Tanner leaves with them to go get a rifle and says he's going to come back, so there are just seven of us left by 4 p.m. Uh, at around 5 p.m., he hasn't made it back yet, and we're getting extremely fucking antsy. The only reason I stopped begging them to go back was because he went to get a gun. It's about 5.30 p.m. or so when the one cousin that did stay says that the girl Kira is outside. We all look outside and sure enough she's standing by the fire pit with her back to the cabin. I'm thinking to myself, if she was so fucking scared, why the hell would she come back? And I get this nasty feeling in my gut. Keep in mind, the whole time the coppery smell has been gone. Now I realize I can smell just a twinge of it. I say this to the rest of them and everybody. And these are the people that wanted to stay in the fucking woods after we had the goddamn goat man in our midst is laughing at me and asking if I set this up to scare them. I'm looking at them like I'm not fucking bullshitting you at all right now. I ask them why the fuck would I play like that. So one of the girls goes outside to get Kira. She gets halfway to her and stops cold. Kira starts heaving. I don't know how the fuck to describe it. Sort of like if it was someone with their back turned was laughing without actually making any sound. It was this fact that made me realize there was not a fucking sound in the woods at all. It was dead silent everywhere. Ooh, that's creepy. This was like later in September, so it was still fairly hot at the time. It was super chilly some days too, and you could usually hear big-ass geese honking or some kind of birds or squirrels chit-chatting. So I step out of the door and tell her to come back in the fucking trailer right goddamn now. She backs up into the trailer and we lock the fucking door. We pull down all the shades, except one, and put a guy there in a chair to watch her she stands there for another 20 minutes or so the guy turns to say that she's still there and there's a huge banging on the door we all jump the fuck up and scramble around the living room of the trailer the banging is super loud so now my cousin is holding one of the girls and the other two are kind of giggling with nervous laughter and, and me and the other two guys are shitting bricks so some some people are like haha this is yeah. this is a joke right no, uh, then we hear t then we hear tanner He's screaming, let me the fuck in, stop fucking playing. So we get over to the door and open it, and he stumbles in with a rifle. There's nobody else outside. Where'd Kira go? Evidently, he had walked up to the campsite. Nothing weird happened in the forest, but he had seen a girl. Mind you, he said it was not Kira standing there. When he had gotten to the edge of the clearing, she had turned towards him with this slack-jawed look, kind of like a zombie, and just stared him down, slowly tracking him as he walked around the outside of the clearing towards the camp. He said it wasn't till he was almost halfway to the trailer he had realized that she was getting closer to him. He had started off by the fire, and without him even seeing her move, she had been turning, inching closer. He said he just ran the rest of the way back to the cabin thinking it would open, and when he got to the door it was locked. He turned, and it was about half the distance to the door, like it was halfway. Yeah. He looks around the room and then gets super pale. He pulls me to the to the side and whispers in my ear, You know there are only seven of us in here, right? There were eight. What the f I get that feeling where your stomach drops to your nuts. <laughs> and it had been it had been back inside the trailer while we were sorting out who was going where. And then when we all went outside to talk earlier in that day, it just kinda slipped right back in. We looked out the window and there's nobody out there, so we recount everyone. And then basically, I go over and ask everyone how many people were here earlier, and everybody says eight. I say, well, how many are here now? They all do the count and then realize that there are only seven people in the cabin. So Tan had brought back a couple boxes of ammo and his rifle, and he had 
told his dad that there was some kind of animal in the forest because he didn't think his dad would believe him if he said it was a goat man. He says that his cousin is supposed to be coming down in a few hours and that in the morning we can all go back to his place and his cousin will drive us home. Now I'm really fucking terrified. But at least I feel better because we can be American and shoot the fuck out of whatever it is <laughs> if it comes back. But then my cousin gets into this huge argument with one of the girls because she thinks that I'm trying to be funny and prank them and that she's getting really scared and that it's not funny. He keeps telling her that I'm not that kind of person and she says, well, how do we know the girl wasn't just Tanner in a wig? Or if it was, or if it's really the goat man, and how do we know that this is the real Tanner and the goat man just didn't kill Tanner and wants to take his gun? So we fucking get into this huge argument about this where me and Tanner, like, we could seriously be in danger because at the very least someone has been sneaking themselves into our fucking trailer without us knowing and mingling with us, and at the worst, something bad is in the forest fucking with us. One of the girls is crying and says that she wants to go right now, and we're trying to tell her that we shouldn't because none of us are walking through the woods in the middle of the night. At this point, the sun is starting to go down, and it's getting really cloudy out. We eat something and turn on the radio for a while, but we can't really get it to get a station out there with anything decent. So we turn it off at about the time that Tan's cousin shows up. He was like 19, I think. At this point, the sun is just barely over the horizon and has one of those heavy-duty lantern flashlights and another rifle. Oh. At this point, the sun is just barely over the horizon, and he has one of those heavy-duty lantern flashlights and another rifle. So two rifles flashlight and a slightly older person because everybody else was 16 17 okay yeah the guy looks behind him and all around the camp then walks in he kind of glances at all of us and looks a little confused he says where's your other little buddy at i figured she would meet up at the cabin is she a little slow or something he also asked whether he we had been cooking blood in the cabin because it smelled like blood and hot pans all the way up the trail we were all like fucking nope and we ask him what the fuck he's talking about with the girl he saw. He had come down the same trail Tan had been using, and he had come up on one of Yuz's guy's buddies standing in the middle of the trail, looking at him slack-jawed. He had asked her a bunch of questions, but all she did was look at him. Then she smiled at him, and he said he kept walking. She couldn't seem to keep up with him and kept lagging a little bit behind him. He said he asked her if she was hurt or something, if she needed any help, but she had continued to stare. Eventually, he had been walking and turned around a bend in the trail, but when he turned around and went back to see if she was okay, the trail was empty. He'd assumed she had taken some shortcut through the woods to our trailer. We told him the whole story of what's been going on. I half expected him to say we were full of shit, but he just listened and then sat down on the couches in the living room. Tanner's cousin gets back to the girl. He says... When she had kept trying to lag behind him, it had kind of weirded him the fuck out, so he tried to keep her in front of him. But no matter how slow he walked, he was always lagging. She was always lagging a little behind. And that he smelled this nasty smell, and it got stronger as he got to the camp. Eventually, it got really strong. She had said something really low that he didn't catch, and when he had turned around, she had been right the fuck up on him, and he stepped like back from her. He's like, whoa, he caught yeah. up a bit fast. It was at this point he had asked her if she was okay, and if she wasn't, him to carry her the rest of the way, and she just kept staring. He said he reached out for her as in to grab onto her shoulder, but he must have misjudged the distance because she was off to the side of where he had put his hand, like she had just moved while he was looking dead at her. So at this point, we know the, this shit's real, unless Tan is playing a joke, which we can tell he's not because he's almost shitting his pants. 
So they load up the rifles, we eat some more, we just kind of sit around until about 11. To this fucking day, every time I think about this, I really pray to God that some sort of huge prank that my cousins played on me and just never revealed, so I'd shit my pants for the rest of my life. At around 11, the stink of copper turns into an actual nasty, gross, blood-like smell, like cooking blood and singed hair. Tanner and his cousin, Reese, get the fuck up and instantly grab the rifles. There was like a half-knocking, half-clawing at the door. And I shit you not, there's this voice, and it sounds like when you see those YouTube cats and dogs whose owners teach them how to talk, quote unquote. Uh, it says in this halting, weirdly toned voice, Let me in. Stop fucking playing. Kind of like an animal trying yeah. to mimic Tanner from earlier saying, Let me the fuck in. Stop fucking playing. So it heard him and just kind of mimicked his voice, but it can't quite because it's a goat man. It made my fucking nuts creep up against my body, and one of the girls just started crying and calling on Jesus. It was so fucking obviously not a person talking. It didn't have the right condescence. And that's some shit that I never realized until that moment. But all people have a certain condescence when they talk. No matter what language it is, all people have a certain kind of rhythm to talking. This shit didn't have any kind of condescence or rhythm, so now I'm in full terror mode. We keep yelling outside, Who is it? Stop fucking around, man. And he just keeps saying, or for almost 15 minutes so then the smell goes away for a while and for the next hour or so you can hear someone basically creeping around in the woods and shit every couple minutes it'll come back to the door and say something finally when the smell fades or it's around two in the morning now where he says man fuck this and opens the door and walks outside with his rifle he fires a shot into the air and says something to the effect of in the name of jesus christ go away he fires two more times and then from the woods right up against the river from the trailer it sounds like something is slowly gibbering and hooting. Then it starts screaming, and it sounds almost like a woman and a cat in a bag screaming together. Like, I seriously have never heard any shit like that, and you can hear the brush over that way start to shake. Reese fires over into the tree line and then starts backing into the house. We lock the door, and we can hear the shit keying and screaming. Reese says something had come out of the bushes, super low to the ground, crawling towards the cavern. He had shot at it. That was how the rest of the night went. It was literally screaming constantly for the next two hours and we could hear shit moving out into the tree line, but it never came back up to the cabin until everyone had finally fallen asleep. Tanner had been sitting in the chair watching the door with his rifle. Nobody else heard or saw this, and he told me two days later after the whole thing was over. He said he had been nodding off after the screaming and noises finally stopped. He had almost been asleep when he saw someone come out of the bathroom, then lay down in the middle of the floor and go to sleep. He, is, he just assumed it was one of us and had nodded off. Then he said he kind of realized something was wrong, and while pretending to be sleeping, he counted us. There were nine people in the cabin. Because there were seven. Yeah. So now there's nine. And then there were eight with Reese. Now there's nine. He basically didn't want to try to shoot at the fucking thing in the cabin and have, him, have it kill all us all then and there. Or have Reese wake up and start shooting and then we could kill ourselves. So we just stayed awake all night pretending. So he just stayed awake all night pretending to sleep. He said sometimes it would stand up and kind of do this weird jittery thing or heave like it was laughing. But then it would lay back down. The story closes pretty weak because from my perspective nothing happened. We woke up and I noticed that Tanner was a little jittery and that he was avoiding looking at all of us, but we ate some breakfast, packed up, and started walking up to his house. He stayed last in the cabin, said he'd lock up and bring me my uncle's keys to just start walking and he'd catch up, which I didn't really want to fucking do. 
we got a bit up the path and he came running up. Basically, we just jogged back to his house. His cousin took us home. There was a window in the bathroom. Tanner had gone back to lock up and looked in there. We were too stupid to lock a screenless window. The window was fucking up when we went in there. The window was up. The window was wide open. I'm guessing it had been doing that all along, waiting for us to fall asleep or slip up and then getting in among us. It walked with us all the goddamn way back to his house, and then he said it lagged to the back of the group and looked him dead in the eyes before walking into the woods. That's it. That's fucking terrifying. Yeah. To have something, like, pretending to be human amongst and you. Like, eating your food, he- sleeping Heaving. You. Eating your bratwurst. That's the yeah. worst part. That's fucking terrifying. Eating bratwurst. Yeah, that's... I, I, yeah, I, I was reading that yeah. by myself in the middle of the night, and I was kept looking over my shoulder because I kept hearing my cats like come up the stairs, some like slight creeping on the on the carpet behind me. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> Not gonna lie, I was hearing like Prince walking downstairs. I'm like, is there someone downstairs? And in my mind, I'm just like, Mike and I are gonna die right now, and people are gonna hear it if this ever gets uploaded. That was that was wild. That was weird, honestly. All right, so uh, those were our ghost stories. Hope you enjoyed. Mine was very long. Yeah. But I, I was always, I was really interested in it. it no, it was, pretty, it, it was a unique take. Yeah. It didn't sound like it was entirely scripted by some nonfiction novella writer. Like, you know, these, these stupid fake authors on No Sleep. Yeah. They pride themselves too much for Like people are like, fake oh, I had this stories. thing happen. And then they go into like full dialogue mode where. Yeah. And then oh. Rachel said this and, and Michael said that. And, and then, then the wind rustled my hair as I looked over and I saw. I could feel every hair stand yeah, up on like, my body. All right. You're getting way too into this. It's like, come on, dude. Suspend my disbelief for a little bit. But, uh, but yeah, so hope you guys enjoyed. This is more of a. Uh, this is going to be a shorter episode. I mean, I mean, this is about um, an hour long. Oh my god, was I really talking for that <laughs> Your long? Your story was about a good 20, Woo! 25 minutes. Wow. Yeah. Okay, this is going to be a bitch to edit this weekend. <laughs> you pretty much have over two and a half hours of... Yeah, yikes. Um, we had have, we have some dead space there. Uh, maybe yeah. I can get this down to like 45 minutes. But anyways, this will probably be uploaded. We'll try to make these Wednesday. a little bit. You yeah, can do Wednesdays. I'd say... Because we're going to upload the main podcast on Friday. Monday. I mean, yeah. Monday. Stop, stop <laughs> thinking the podcast Jesus. is going to upload on Fridays. Uh, no, Mondays. Monday, Monday morning. Upload podcast. And then I'll do this on Wednesday mornings. Yeah. Yes. I'll do that. We'll try to keep it a little bit shorter. But, I mean, it, hey, if we get a good story, we get a good story. We just got to go with it. Yeah. So it all, is what it is. Overall, these episodes are going to be definitely shorter than yeah. the main podcast uh, research. But regardless, this is more content we want to give you. Yeah, I think it's just really neat. I'm always lo- I always love getting spooked. Um, but anyways, I guess we'll cap this off. Yeah. So, uh, I'm Mike. I'm Dakota. And uh, should we do the regular uh, outro? Or, so, we're I mean, still yeah. figuring out the name. We're we're probably gonna use the Creepers Keep for our tales. Creepers Keep. I don't want to face any copyright issues. Yeah, I don't want to get slapped yeah. by uh, <laughs> Warner Brothers or something. <laughs> Look at this small-time little podcast group thinking they can use our They're shit. They're not making any money? Fuck it. Sue them anyways. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Mike. I'm Dakota. And uh, keep, keep on, on creeping. creeping.